Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Janet, and it has been a little crazy getting set up here on the way. There was a massive thunderstorm. Lights were going off. The thunder was incredible. (laughs) My daughter's dog is petrified of the thunder, and he couldn't be consoled. Luckily, the thunder and rain has just died out. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out how to get my show printed out for the day, and that never happened, so I'm going to have to read it straight from my from my daughter's computer. Um, anyway, so it's just been a little crazy <clears throat> here, but I'm, I'm here, and I'm excited. I'm excited because it means that when I'm here visiting my daughter, I can be doing the radio show. It took me a while to get it figured out all out. I hope the sound is all right for you all. Next time I'll have it all printed out before thinking it would be just easy, breezy. (laughs) Turns out they didn't have any paper and there was all sorts of problems. Uh, But next time I'll make sure I'm all organized on that. So it's a learning curve, don't you know? Okay, so this show today is going to be great. It's about divine will and what does it mean in the free will? (laughs) So it's And so Doc is here, it's in his own words, and I think you're going to get something out of it. It's again, like all of these shows, in his own words, got a lot of meat here, and I do my best to clarify. And hopefully, if you have any questions, you will send me an email to Janet at JanetRichmond.com and let me know, because the one time Michael from Florida sent me questions, and I also had some questions from Robin I had a lot of positive feedback from people about how that I know who listen to the work, and they said, "Oh, we love the question." So there isn't a question too ridiculous or silly or unimportant. Really, it's it, if you have the question, then many people have the question. So please, all right. So today it is going to be a show of course, by Sadakis, and it was, this material was brought in by Joan on, in August 1987, <laughs> so think about that. The show, the material is still as relevant today and as fresh today as it ever was. Sometimes it's a little dated, these shows, because there was a lot on AIDS that there was a lot of work done on AIDS in the healing section or the amalgamation section that Joan did. And that's because in 87, of course, it was really a headliner kind of thing. So in a way, it may be slightly dated, but still as uh, apropos and important today as it was last in, in 87. Okay. I'm going to begin, as always, uh, with Joan doing the amalgamation, Joan Culpepper, that is. And remember that Sadakis played out the role. He's a fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature. He he is a, uh, has the facade, human soul. He played the role of 
Paul in this life. He was an apostle to Jesus, who was who is Marius at the fifth dimensional soul level. So we've heard from Marius, we've heard from Sadakis quite a few times. This is the second to last show of In His Own Words. So we'll have one more next week with Sadakis, that's the last one, and then I'll move on to something else, although I don't know yet what it'll be, but I'm excited about, there's so many possibilities, I'm not sure where to go, but we'll see. Anyway, so I'm going to begin, (coughs) excuse me with Joan's opening her amalgamation that she did every Wednesday evening when we had group. Okay. Now let's all take a few moments and begin to quiet our minds. And for those of you that are with us tonight who are new to this group, let me take a moment to explain that the higher selves ask us to remain very conscious when we do the work. The purpose behind that is so that each of us can reach a point, ultimately, of being conscious in more than one level at a time. So they prefer us, prefer of us, excuse me, so they prefer that we not go into an alpha state, although if you do go into an alpha state, that's okay too. There are no rules here. But be quiet, but quiet the mind and remain as conscious as possible. Be conscious of the sounds around you, now in the state of conscious quiet. Let us each begin to focus our attention on the light within, with the understanding that this light is symbolic no matter how you perceive this light of your pure soul essence. If you have a problem visualizing, all you have to do is think in your mind, I am consciously focusing on my pure soul essence. To think it is to create it. Now take a moment, and as you focus on that light within, allow it to grow until you are completely encompassed within its center, with the understanding that that standing within the center of your pure soul essence, you carry your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. And it is in this pure soul essence that you are connected to the totality of all life. It is at this pure soul essence that you and every soul act as a relay station, carrying the evolutionary vibration. And it is within this pure soul essence that you carry your own power of the miraculous. Within this pure soul essence, you are all knowing, all experienced, all that originating source of energy was, is, and is becoming. It is a powerful point of usable power. So stand within its center and allow that power that you truly are to become an overt experience in your life in this moment and for all future time. Now continue to focus on the light. Be conscious of standing in the center of your pure soul essence. And now in a state of consciousness, amalgamate with the originating source of all energy. You are one aspect of the originating source of energy And as you amalgamate with that, you literally plug yourself into your home base. Now remain conscious of your centeredness and of your amalgamation with the originating source. And now very consciously amalgamate with the totality of all of your higher selves, remaining conscious in these three levels. I now invite any higher selves from any realm or direction who care to join with us in the session to move forward with us 
at this time. And now let us move to the healing circle work with the understanding that this healing circle is seen and viewed by us symbolically as an energetic, vibrant circle of light that expands and expands to contain all souls who desire to become part of this healing circle. Let us recall in a state of consciousness what we have infused into this healing circle. Over the years it's been infused with and still continues to carry and generate the energy of the rainbow bridge, which brings complete and total balance. It's infused with the power of the miraculous. Infused, excuse me. It's infused with the desire of all souls entering into the circle to accept willingly the healing and balancing that is brought to them from the center of the circle. It is infused with hope and faith that hope and faith that what is hoped for will manifest in very positive ways. And it is infused with the energy of higher heart consciousness, the highest level of balance, perfected love. Now let us consciously focus on that energy for just a moment. Remember that you are conscious in three levels. You are centered in the originating source and amalgamated with your pure soul essence. And you are vibrating to the highest frequency of the totality of all your higher selves. Now let us thought project into the center of the healing circle, standing at the hub. And from the heart center, let us flow the energy of higher heart consciousness up through and out the top of our head. You may perceive this in any way you desire. The energy is very real, very vibrant, very effective. Now continuing to remain within the center of this healing circle, making no judgments, just being at the center, being the fountain of love. Let us now call into the circle all souls from all dimensions, all levels, who desire healing and balancing for any reason. Let us now call in from the totality of the human kingdom universe all situations and conditions that appear to be hopeless. Let us call in all situations and conditions that are warlike in nature. Let us call in all situations and conditions where traumatic or catastrophic illnesses are concerned and all the souls carrying those vibrations and all of the souls that are currently and in the future working on medical research and healing. Now you remember that you are a powerful group when you band together, not from an ego sense of the word, but because you are projecting from your highest point of power. Standing in the center in a very objective state, begin to flow that fountain of love upward and outward, extending it to the furthest reaches of the healing circle. Remembering that higher heart consciousness is an energy that brings hope into hopeless situations. It brings proper self-love into, under, un, into unloving situations. It brings understanding about peace on the various earths and unity and respect for all life. It is a very powerful energy that works very effectively, as you know, in the fourth dimensional human kingdom vibration. You are a fountain of love. A love. Allow that love energy to flow. And remember that you are taking that into your own self, even as you give it out. Now, still standing within the center of the circle, just take a moment, remaining very conscious of the fact that you are flowing this love outward. Take just a moment to become very conscious that you yourself are bathing in a fountain of love. 
that highest level of perfected love. It is healing. It allows you to accept yourself from the purest level of your beingness. Now just take another moment and flow that higher heart consciousness out into your personal life, making no judgments, allowing that love to flow out into your love, into your life. Just let it flow out, reaching and touching every aspect of your life, lifting every aspect of your life into a higher frequency. Now let us move into the astral band, into the very center of the astral band of the totality of the human kingdom. You are now in many different levels of consciousness doing many different things. Become conscious now of also being within the center of this totality astral band, flowing that fountain of love outward into the totality of every astral creation, infusing every astral creation with the highest level of perfected love. Remember that this goes a very long way in helping to bring the astral band into a higher vibration. Remember that this fountain of love reaches out and touches all of the astral war creations, all of the astral hatred creations, all of the astral violent creations, and brings all those thought creations into a higher frequency. Now standing once more, consciously in the center of the astral, making no judgments, mentally begin to flow light. You may visualize this or perceive it as flowing from the center of your forehead. And as this light reaches out and touches, it assists in absorbing the negativity into this light that you flow as you stand in the center of this astral band. And now, in closing, with the healing circle work, let us move into the totality of the human kingdom at large. Standing again, making no judgments, and allowing this fountain of love to extend itself with the understanding that each soul receives this at the magnetically attracting level. And whether the soul uses it or not at this point, the energy is always available for use at any point that soul desire to, desires to partake of it. And now let us consciously return to this room. And once more, we are requested to remember as often as possible to focus our attention on this healing circle. Each time we focus our attention on it, we add and infuse it with more energy. And the more often we are conscious of this, the more powerful the energy becomes. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm about to start. Um, the the session, but I just wanted to mention that there could very well be babies crying and um, dogs barking, okay? So just go with the flow, and I will, as soon as I can, um, I will get back to the session. I won't be going anywhere. We can handle it, right, guys? Sadakis moves forward tonight. He seems to be of the dimensional framework that comes through most often when we get into evolution and things of this sort. He appears to me in male form, even though we know, we all know that at the fifth dimensional level, it is, it's an androgynous frequency. He has given us information in the past to assist us in understanding the evolutionary thrust. 
so that we can more easily accomplish what we must accomplish to move through. And also, he gives us information and insights as to what other people may be going through at any point in time. He reminds me that last week, Janet, this is me, that is the last week during Joan's time, not on my radio show last week. Okay. He reminds me that last week we were told that tonight we would be briefed on the concept of free will as it pertains to the evolutionary thrust and as it pertains to the concept that at a very unconscious level, every soul at any level is literally on what we might call a divine well frequency. He reminds us that in the three lower kingdoms, that of the mineral plant and animal, we could view them as being on unconscious instinctive will. In the three higher kingdoms, the fifth, sixth, and seventh, we could use this as a conscious instinctive will. And in the fourth dimensional human vibration, you carry what appears to be the free will pattern. Janet. Okay, in the discussion, the fact I just goofed up here, reading this off a computer. <laughs> in the discussion during the session, Joan had said that she'd never heard the term conscious instinctive will, and I don't remember hearing it before either, although I was present when she brought this information in. Usually the term we used was conscious spiritual will. The instinctive part is much clearer when you think of it as related to the three lower kingdoms, simply because science, you know, uses the term instinct a lot with animals as relating to the genetics that they carry. In the higher self usage, instinct operates through the pure soul essence. So the evolutionary pattern for the three lower kingdoms are guided by divine will, which operates at the unconscious level through that pure soul essence. In the three dimensions over human, the conscious instinctive will is simply it is in that fifth, sixth, and seventh dimension. So we consciously agree to find, follow divine will, and that too would be guided through our pure soul essence. So this is what conscious instinctive will means. Sadakis also mentions that every soul is on divine will, even those of us in the human kingdom, the free will kingdom. And he goes on to explain this. Okay, Sadakis. <clears throat> now, Sadakis feels that some questions may arise in the future and may have already come up for some of you, since the concept that has been presented that each human soul, true human or facade human, is a free agent in its own right, each soul being an individual that must take responsible, responsibility for its own life through the free will decisions that it makes at any point of time. The question then presents itself when you get into the understanding of the evolutionary thrust and the pull-through vibration that ultimately takes every soul at every level into a thrusting upward in that evolutionary vibration, the question comes to mind as to how does it work within the free will arena where the souls make their own decisions? What happens then if a human soul decides it does not want to make this evolutionary movement forward? Janet, before answering this question, the question being how can we have free will and also be connected to divine will, Sadakis first steps back and gives us some context to understand. So he, he poses the 
question and then doesn't answer it for a while. So we'll get there. Okay, Sadakis. Sadakis reminds us that there are many philosophies, both orthodox and unorthodox, that promote the idea of the will of some higher entity. Some people call it God, the will of Allah, the divine mind, whatever the term may be. But the philosophy is promoted, which says that the individual soul must give up its will in order to give over to a higher will, which ultimately will then see that the soul makes its progress in the right and proper way. This is broken out into many different attitudes about the soul's responsibility and its own growth. And it's often placed many people in a position of assuming that every negative thing that happens to them is something that happens because their God or their higher being is punishing them in some way. Another perspective, what others believe to be a more positive approach, is that the individual is conditioned to accept the karma, that accept the karma that is the result of many lifetimes that have been used, misused, or abused. So the perceptions of the will of some higher being has been a pattern on this planet that has created a tremendous amount of confusion at one level and a tremendous amount of darkness at another. So not in the sense of evil or bad as opposed to good, but darkness in areas that deal with the mind itself. For it promotes the idea that the individual is not responsible for his or her life, that this higher being is either punishing or the karmic pattern is punishing in order to establish within the soul the lessons that have to be learned, the experiences that have to be met in order for the soul to grow and expand and become more and more and more in order for that soul to be, quote unquote, saved by this higher being. It's of no real importance as to how the many different philosophies play out. What is important is for each of you to understand as fifth dimensionals is the idea that you are, as are all souls at all levels, divinely locked into that higher originating source of energy. This energy is called God by many people. It's called many different things by many different people. It is also in many instances viewed in the personalized form as a male, as a female, you have more than likely been exposed from time to time the idea that the, in the beginning, this God or whatever name you decide to play, desire to place around it gave birth to all of creation because this God made a decision that it desired to experience and become conscious through its creation. When in reality, it's very important to remember that this originating source in the beginning, whenever that beginning was, and however that beginning happened, was simply a body of energy that was totally unconscious, totally unexperienced, totally unevolved. It was in the connecting of the various aspects of the negative positive elements of that energy that the human kingdom universe, as far as the planetary systems are concerned, were created. Once created in this vibratory frequency, one could view the entire reality of the human kingdom universe, both known and unknown to us, as a reality that's held in place by invisible threads of energy, likened to an electromagnetic gravity. Thus, the souls from the aspected explosiveness of this originating source began to respond to the pull of that energy that was connected to the energy that created it and that held it in place. In the density of the lower vibration, the various planetary systems, this 
gravitational pull, the electric frequency connected to the magnetic frequency of the lower dimension, could be viewed as to be literally pulling the lower dimensions back into higher and higher levels. These energy lines work with the connective vibration of the pure soul essence connected, contained in every single soul in every single level. Okay, so this is a mouthful, guys, all right? You do have to understand that those of us who were in the group at the time had been going every week for four-plus years and understood a lot of these terms that he uses, so he doesn't explain certain things. So when you hear it, it, it seems like so much more than you can possibly take in. But it isn't. Just You have enough of a background. I fully trust that you can figure this all out. But to clarify, <clears throat> once there was the, quote-unquote, explosive creation of the, all of the aspects of the human kingdom u- universe, there are these symbolic but very real invisible threads that connect all souls by the pure soul essence to their creator. Okay? So if you want to imagine the creator, the originating source, sending out just threads of light, billions and quadrillions and quadrillions, at the end of each thread is a little ball of light, giving you just a picture in your mind, and the ball of light is the pure soul essence that's in each and every soul. So symbolically, we are all connected to the originating source with these invisible threads. Okay, and the originating source um, this electrically pulls like gravity all the lower dimensions back into the higher levels. So divine will, oh gosh, I just goofed up my thing. Yikes, where the heck? I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> I'm a little hampered here. So divine will is this energetic pull and it's not some higher being calling the shots and giving us tests to prove we're good enough have grown or have grown enough to be saved it doesn't manipulate and control us it simply is pulling all the lower kingdoms uh toward it so okay so it so that's just uh for the moment and uh, in addition um a dip, uh Sadakis goes on to explain. So let me go on because there's just a lot here. Anyway, Sadakis, each of you carry, as do all souls at all levels, that pure soul essence vibration. And where most philosophies that are into the creation idea, that being a masculine eyes to personalize God who creates, most of these philosophies, when they speak in terms of man, being created in the image of God, do not fully understand that man and women, man and woman, human, have literally created God in their image. And he continues, the originating source energy at this point in time has become very conscious, very aware, very experienced, very evolved, because of all the experiences and all of the energies that have been imprinted back to the originating source. And this is based on the connecting link of the pure soul essence and based on the return of all the souls to that originating source, bringing into that 
all the experiences, all the evolution, everything that has gone into what the individual souls experienced on their way back to that originating source. Okay. It, it is important also to remember that evolution is eternal. Evolution is never-ending pattern. You might view the originating source as compulsively obsessive about bringing back to it all of the souls that have aspected out from it. In addition, it continues to evolve and grow and expand because each time a soul or a planet returns to that originating source, it is expulsed outward again into what you might view as outer dimensions. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> All of this takes place at any level, from the tiniest grain of, grain of sand connected at that pure soul essence level to the souls above it in evolutionary consciousness. Every single soul is, quote, unquote, divinely willed along the path of higher evolution. In the human kingdom at the free will level, the idea of free will is valid. It is valid in that it allows the individual the expression to do what it wants to do, to make decisions that it wants to make, to choose or not to choose, whatever. And yet, in that underlying pure soul essence level, that human soul is divinely willed. Janet, okay. In my second book, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe, I explain this very important concept in more depth toward the end of, more depth than I can do here on the show, toward the end of the book. And it's a section called Expanded Perception, the Divine Paradox, the Evolutionary Thrust. In short, we do have free will but we are all connected to a continuous flow or a continuous pull of the divine energy pulling us back to the source of all there is via our pure soul essence. Within that flow, we have choice, but we're on that flow on a continual basis. It never stops and it never will. As Sadaka said, originating source is obsessive-compulsive about bringing all souls back to it. So there is no soul that is ever lost. There is no soul that is too small or too unimportant or too insignificant. No soul is ever lost. We are all connected and we are all being pulled. Okay, Sadakis. Now tonight, Sadakis wants to address this in connection with fifth dimensionals. It's more, okay, this is about us guys. This is Janet speaking. It's more difficult for fifth dimensionals in this free will to cap capacity because they're working out of that true soul essence, which is their fifth dimensional vibration. Okay. So that each fifth dimensional incarnate in human facade form carries the facade fourth dimensional soul through which all of the experiences and the emotional imprints from all of the lifetimes, from all of the sojourn throughout the totality of the human kingdom universe are carried. And yet that true soul essence which is locked into the conscious instinctive will causes the fifth dimensional in human facade form to go through what appears to be horrendously. Okay. That was Joan. She, and Joan says, it doesn't appear to me, Sadakis, they're pretty. Okay. Sadakis says, okay, he'll allow me that it is horrendous. And she says, okay, thanks. Thanks. So, 
Sadakis goes on, he says, now what he's saying is that the true soul essence of the fifth dimensional is vibrating from that very conscious, instinctive will, which, as far as he's concerned, is the instinct to follow the lines of the pure soul essence at the evolutionary level, just as it is true with the three lower kingdoms, except that the three lower kingdoms are unconscious of everything that is happening. So the fifth dimensional is going through this conscious instinctive willingness and is dealing in the fourth dimensional level with the free will pattern that dwells within the facade soul. And this creates for the fifth dimensional, now this is true only of fifth dimensionals incarnate in human facade form, this creates for the fifth dimensional a high level intensity where pull-throughs are concerned. Okay, this is Janet. You'll get more understanding of that in a minute, but I'm not going to break in yet with the explanation. Okay. If you were only human, you would still go through the pull-throughs, but you would not be in conflict because there would be no conflict between the two soul levels. For if you were truly human, you would have only one true soul essence, which would be human. The fifth dimensionals carry the innate knowledge of the higher true soul essence, which has in many instances preordained absolute conditions for you to fulfill in this vibration which means that at the free will level, level, if you are not aware of certain things that you have preordained yourself to do, that true soul essence will pull you through whatever needs to be pulled through in order to put you in touch with that soul, higher soul vibration. So there is, in many instances, great conflict in this reality for the fifth dimensional incarnate in human facade form. It's also important to understand, one sec, that even the true human has the free will to do whatever it wants. But in an evolutionary thrust, such as is going on at this point in time, the human souls are also going through their own pull-throughs. And as you know, a pull-through does not mean that you don't have to go through something. Instead, it means that you must go through everything in a very intensive manner if you have not played it out in a more step-by-step manner. What Sadakis is saying is that when a pull-through takes place, you have to get from where you are to where you're supposed to be. And in doing that, you have to move through all of these experiences that you need to move through in order to get to the other side. Janet, okay, to clarify, guys, When we have something we need to bring to consciousness, to heal, to balance, we usually have a choice to do it step by step, which is usually the easier way. However, often (laughs) we don't proceed like that. Why? Because we have fears or doubts or lack awareness. And when we don't, we get to the point where we go through a pull-through. What happens is, we bring in situations and conditions that take us to the other side much more quickly and usually in ways that we view as problematic, difficult, traumatic, etc. It's as if we've waited to the last minute to get to the other side of something and now it's going to be a very stressful trip. In fact, you've heard me say that fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature are being triggered or awakened more intensely than the 
true humans at this point. This is why. We're carrying that fifth dimensional true soul essence that is pulling us through to the other side faster than the true human. They still have the option to dig in his or her heels. Okay, back to Sadaka. The problem at the true human level, for the most part on the planet, is that the human is is not that awakened on the inner levels to the higher, the, the high frequency of the need to pursue this spiritual path. This evolutionary thrust, however, is one that, in building its momentum, is taking every soul at every level from that pure soul essence frequency, pulling them through into higher levels of inner awakening. So. So the soul at the pure soul essence is divinely connected and willing itself based on its connection to the originating source of energy. This also means that every soul in every level will make it back to this originating source and out again and back back out again. With each movement and return, this evolutionary thrust grows stronger and stronger and stronger. As pertains to this point in time, Again, the evolutionary thrust can create these patterns of pull-throughs for each of you, which you may view as negative, but which in reality, if you adjust your perspective and view it only as an increase in momentum that is taking you into higher levels of consciousness, which allows you to more easily lay claim to the power of your true soul essence, you will then be able to allow the chaos of this energy to take you where it wants to take you. Remembering that chaos is the centering point between the old and the new. Janet, just to mention, I have done shows on chaos. I can't remember when, but chaos is a very interesting concept, and you might want to look up a show in my archives and find, find it. <coughs> In the work that you do for yourself and for the planets at large, the humanities at large, it's important to remember as often as possible to address the altered realities that you carry within you, both known and unknown. A good measure is to examine what is happening in your outer world. And in those areas where you feel chaos, you feel pain, you feel distortion, to work with the idea that it's there because of something you carry in your altered reality. Therefore, you can address it and greatly assist yourself in moving through this. It's important for each of you to remember that you do carry the true soul, fifth dimensional essence. You are pioneers who are here to pioneer, not only the energy of transformation, but to act as those demonstrators who stand to demonstrate the evolutionary process as it continues to move and as it continues to evolve. Remember, it's not a hopeless situation. You're not helpless. You are vibrant fifth dimensional pioneers who have done this before. The only difference is that none of you in any time, any space has ever awakened to the degree that you will awaken in this evolutionary thrust simply because the evolutionary thrust that we're moving in at this point in time has never existed before. <coughs> so you are awakening, both consciously and unconsciously, to those higher levels of beingness. And just as you carry the facade soul essence that's moving into laying claim to your fifth dimensional nature, that true soul essence of your fifth dimension, 
That true soul essence of your fifth dimensional nature is also awakening to higher and higher levels of consciousness. Again, putting you in a position here as a directing identity that will be penetrating into realities that you've never penetrated into before. Janet, that ends what Sadaka has for us today. Um, basically, guys, because we're carrying two crucial essences, both of which are being highly activated and pulled because of the evolutionary thrust, because we both the soul essences carry the pure soul essence, we are, you know, we can have some problems. And so the fifth dimensional nature that we have has ordained or made some agreements with the facade soul <clears throat> before we came in about what we want to accomplish here. And if, if we don't take the step-by-step -step movement toward those accomplishments, we get, pulled, we get pulled through. And this can be difficult. Pull-throughs are difficult even at the human level, maybe not quite as intense, but definitely difficult, and the evolutionary thrust adds that for everybody. Now, the, the fact that we are in the free will kingdom, and every human that's in the free will kingdom, because we all have the pure soul essence, we are part of this evolutionary, divinely willed movement or pull. So we have, within that, we have free will, but we, we won't ever get lost. We can't make the decide, decision to step aside and never to evolve. That can't happen. But we have a whole bunch of other choices in, in the meantime. Okay. Also, during this session, Sudakis had a very fun and interesting piece of information. And I took it out of the flow because it wasn't really related to the main point. Um, this often happened. The higher self information all, often jumped around because they said they wanted us to get used to chaos. <laughs> um, but in any case, it was really interesting. So I'm going to share it with you now before I do any kind of healing. All right. This is what he said. At some point in the far distant future, because of this evolutionary thrust, everything that we see and know, and everything that is seen and known from this time-space dimension, or any other time-space dimension within this fourth-dimensional reality, will literally disappear from view, even though at that point in time there would be nobody anywhere to view it. It would disappear from view simply because of the higher frequencies and the momentum that is continuing to gather speed at the evolutionary level. And yet, it doesn't really disappear. It will still be in existence, but in such a frequency of energy that it would not be apparent to the human eye, if there were a human eye left anywhere to observe it. At that point in time in the far future, all planets, star systems, Known and unknown, discovered and undiscovered, every rock, every plant, every animal, every human, everything that we know and don't know in this dimensional frame, we're literally processed through and out again into the outer dimension. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, <clears throat> Paul touches on it a couple of times about 
being expelled, we return to the originating source and then we're expulsed or expelled into an outer dimension. Um, I have spoken about it before and I do have this too in uh, my second book. And I'm going to go over it briefly because it's pretty interesting. Uh, I use the analogy of piano scales uh, to relate to this dimensional reality that we are in and the outer dimension. So if you look at the piano, starting the very lowest scale, deep down here in the piano, that is the most recent universe. That's the universe that we are in. And if you just, I don't even know if the very lowest key is A, but let's just say it's A and it goes seven notes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, very low vibration or very low frequency or low pitch, I often call it in music. In any case, when a soul, if you, if you liken the key of A to be the mineral kingdom and B to be the plant kingdom, C to be the animal, D to be the human, etc., through the seventh dimension, um, the next seven notes on the keyboard, on the piano, are also A, B, C, D, all the way through G. They're the same notes, but they're at a higher pitch or a higher frequency. And so it goes throughout the piano. Well, the way it works, the analogy works with the, you know, the dimensions, the, the realities that we're in, if you, when you return, if you go through the mineral, plant, animal, human, fifth, sixth, and seventh dimension, and then you return to the originating source, the originating source expels or expulses or gives birth to those souls at the next higher frequency level. So the A level would be likened to the mineral kingdom here, but it's running at a higher frequency or at a higher pitch. The B level would be likened to the plant kingdom in our reality, but running at a much higher pitch. So that's what the outer realities are. They're exactly the same as our reality, but they're running at a much higher frequency. And there have already been souls that have returned from the first outer reality and exposed out to another outer reality or outer, outer dimension. And I believe there are four or five that have already been created. So we're talking some, I mean, it's hard enough to fathom and wrap our brains around what the fifth dimension is like, let alone the fifth dimension, the fifth level, the fifth frequency, and the first out of reality, let alone the second, the third, and the fourth. I mean, my gosh, people, we have no clue. We have really no clue of the enormous amount of evolutionary process that's already gone on and continues to go on. So what the higher self... Sadakis, excuse me, what Sadakis is saying is that in the far distant future, the entire first scale, A through G, our reality as we know it, will be brought into the next higher scale, that of the first reality, which means there will no longer be a universe as we know it in existence. No more human eyes to see this change. So... That's pretty heavy duty. Now, he doesn't indicate in any way how 
far in the distant future. But now you can see why I have said before that the very first universe that was created looked nothing like the universe we're in because from the, that very first explosive nature of creation was so many eons and eons and infinite eons that there are four or five outer realities or outer dimensions. You, you, it's so long ago that it would have been very primitive in quotes compared to what we have now tremendously pr primitive. It would be nothing that we have now because the originating source kept evolving and moving and growing and learning as each reality, each universe, all the souls made their way back and then were exposed out. So the originating source has made many evolutionary jumps. This is not the first one. This is a huge one because it's already so evolved at this point. Okay, <clears throat> so that ends <laughs> the um, informational portion of the show. I hope that you understood it well enough that it's clear, but again, if it's not, please email me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I do know that that email is working. It has just been problematic from time to time because sometimes it seems like they're working and sometimes they don't. But right now, I think that's working. Okay, so the healing today, I thought I would do on divine will. I never worked with the concept of divine will. And when I read this from Sadakis, it's reminding me, and of course, now that I'm reading it some 30 years after I first heard this information, 30 years of more experience, more understanding, more context, and also the evolutionary thrust has increased and opened and awakened us all some more. <laughs> so I, it just occurred to me that divine will would be a very important energy for us to work with. We carry divine will at the pure soul essence level. Our facade soul carries it. And it is something that I think is important for all of us to become comfortable with so that we aren't as much at odds with the divine will, the divine conscious instinctive will that we carry at our fifth dimensional nature. So I don't have a big plan for the healing but it, I just, I myself have started using divine will, just like it's divine love or divine hope or divine forgiveness or divine expanded perception. Just it's another element of the divine light, another energy. And I think it's important we work with it. And I don't remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a time when Joan left we all, we all said to her when she left town back in, I think it was 87 or 88, you know, give us like a shorthand of, of what we should be saying in the amalgamation because she didn't do the, you know, she, she just did these openings and they're so dense and so full. We all, well, we need some help here. So she told us to say something like, I am my pure soul essence. I am 
my true soul essence. I am amalgamated with my higher self. I am one with the purity of my facade soul. And she said something like, and I ask that everything be done in accord with divine will and my own divine plan, something around those lines. It's been so long since I've used those, that particular exact thing that I don't remember exactly. But I told you guys a while back I had a really hard time with saying in accord with divine will, and I just left that out. I said everything she told us to say, but went straight to and in accord with my own divine will or my own divine plan. So at some point, and I didn't really know why I had a resistance to it. I never really looked into it. It never occurred to me way back when. I just didn't even think about it. I just left it out. At some point, I found myself putting it back in or putting it in for the first time and didn't really, I hadn't really worked on it, but I'd done enough neutralizing that I guess I made peace with it on some level. But basically, it came from the misunderstandings and misconceptions and misinterpretations that I'd come over, come, that I carried from eons of time, that the divine was going to control me, <laughs> that somehow I wasn't going to have a say. And so in hindsight, <laughs> I came eventually to understand that that's really a misunderstanding. And Sadakis talks about it. He said, we all grew up with this idea that there's somebody pulling our strings and any negative things as punishment and that sort of thing. And we, we began to, I mean, you know, very much part that we are, we have to do certain things in order to be saved or this kind of thing. And all of this has been ingrained in us in various ways through different cultures, different societies, even different planets. So divine will, I had interpreted that term as, I misinterpreted the term, thinking that it was going to control me. And you've heard me say often that divine energies can hurt, can't harm, they don't manipulate, they don't control, and they're uncorruptible. And so finally, because my whole essence and understanding of the divine shifted to the point where I saw it in an expanded way and now understand that divine will is, again, a divine energy, and it's going to help us connect to the divine within. It's similar to divine power, because divine power, I told you, helps us connect to the pure soul essence. But divine will is going to help us acclimate and become comfortable with that energetic pull that we experience at the facade level, we experience it too from the fifth dimensional level, but of course it's conscious. We're conscious about it at the fifth dimensional level. But at the fourth dimensional level, it's kind of a mystery. We're not really confused. We're sort of in the dark. That's the darkness of the mind, not evil or bad, but just not able to see or understand. So connecting with that divine will energy is going to help us acclimate to this momentum, this pulling that we have going on all the time and is getting even more and more intense every day as the evolutionary thrust moment to moment increases its momentum. And so that's my thought. And where the higher self will lead us in this little journey, I don't know. But I'm going to ask each of you to quiet your minds again. 
I'm going to bring it back into the amalgamation just to make sure that we are fully held in that place of nowness and oneness of the original source. And so with that, I would like each of you to just take a few deep breaths. Focus on my voice. If you need a, um, a place or a way to focus, we want to activate our focus of attention, enabling us to, by bringing the focus, to move into and become one with the divine energies. In this way, we give them permission. We invite them into our free will arena. And I want us to just begin by moving into the center of the originating source of all there is, plugging back into the creator, plugging back in, returning home, so to speak, and becoming part of the oneness of all there is. You can see it, feel it, imagine it, experience it in any way, or simply say, I am one with the originating source. And perhaps you'll feel an expansion. Perhaps you'll feel a vast, a vast nature. Perhaps you'll feel the connection that we carry with the totality of all there is. At this level, we are one with all life. And we are connected through the pure soul essence. We are in full communication and connection with the all other souls at that pure soul essence level. And of course, with the originating source of all there is. We are also being held in the nowness. The nowness meaning we're in the now, but we also have brought with us the future, the past nows and the future nows. And we are standing completely connected, feeling, experiencing the energy of the originating source. You might experience it moving through the body. You might experience it encompassing the totality of, the, of your soul at every level. You can focus, please, on the pure soul essence, understanding that the pure soul essence is utilizing the enormous resource, the infinite resource of light that we have moved into, the originating source light. And the, you might feel your pure soul essence expanding, pulsing, energizing, encompassing the totality of your physical body, your etheric bodies, the totality of who you are at every level. You also are one with the true soul essence, your fifth dimensional nature. You are one with your higher self. You are one with your facade soul. And I'm also going to add that we are one with the totality of our physical body and with each and every particle within the physical body. Understand that each and every particle within the physical body also carries a pure soul essence. And I wish at this point that everyone focus on becoming one with the pure soul essence of every particle within your physical body. Your own pure soul essence and all of the particle pure soul essences, whether it's a mineral particle or a plant particle or even an animal particle, I want you to see, feel, and experience the totality of that connection, bringing your body into a very high frequency level. 
And I want each and every one of you to activate the Rainbow Bridge energy. I want each and every one of you to see the Rainbow Bridge energy connecting you at the pure soul essence level with every particle within the body. So you're in complete communication, complete connection. And so the totality of who you are at the mind, body, and soul level are being held in this incredibly powerful, infinite resource of the originating source of all there is. Standing in the nowness. Keep in mind that divine energies are now energies. They work at their most purest, most perfect, most potent way when we're standing in the nowness. So if you notice your mind drifting off to something in the past now or the future now, thinking about something else and taking you off the nowness of this experience, no worries, just bring the mind back in, refocus on my voice and become one with the totality of all these divine energies and all that you are. And now I'm going to ask that we activate the higher heart consciousness energy. We want to flow that out of the heart center, out of the top of the head, out of wherever you see it or feel it or sense it to go. And to do it, you just simply say, I activate the higher heart consciousness energy and I flow it out. And as a group, we are standing very powerfully connected, very powerfully producing and sending out that higher heart consciousness energy. And again, even though Joan did quite a bit of this in the beginning uh, in her amalgamation, I again just want to let you know it puts out like a call and it calls to souls at every level, any level that need or want or are ready to partake of this energy. Whether they utilize it immediately or not, it's always there for them to utilize at the point in time they're ready to do, do so. Call out divine hope and faith. Those two energies are also very important, and that also sends out calls to those souls that are experiencing hopelessness. And we want to send those energies out into all situations and conditions that need love, that need hope, that need help in any way. We are also sending out divine forgiveness, very important part of the process of learning to love ourselves is learning to forgive ourselves. And so that too is putting out its own unique call. In addition, I wanna send out evolutionary enlightenment. I do believe I did that last week and it's a powerful energy, and it's helpful to all souls at any level. I'm also noticing that the higher selves are indicating to me there is a, a field of, a field or, I don't know how to explain it, sort of a, a part of what we're sending out is available for the testers and tempters who have moved in and are partaking of the energies themselves, almost like a thirsty man to water. Very, very powerful, um, I want to say suck. I mean, it's as if they're just pulling in the light 
since they are shielded from their own pure soul essence. And in this way, we are helping them a tremendous amount just by providing the light as a group for all souls, including the testers and tempters, who are also fifth dimensionals carrying the facade soul nature. Okay. The light is continuing to move out into the astral, addressing in whatever way, helping the astral workers by supplying the light and the love to help them with the process of clearing and neutralizing the, the darker astral layers. It's, and it's moving out all the way through the human kingdom universe, the higher south, they're hard at work here. And know that every time the show is heard again and again as an archive, this work goes on. It continues to enforce and reinforce all these energies that we send out there. And now I've waited till we got more into it. I want to call on Divine Will. Now, Divine Will, um, as I mentioned, is a relatively new ener- divine energy that I've never really worked with. I, of course, have heard of it forever, but Divine Will has its own energetic feel. And I want to, I want each and every one of you to actively Send out divine will. Now, remember, when we're sending out these energies, we're sending them from the pure soul essence. At the facade soul essence, we can take in the energies at the human soul part of us. And that's what Sadakis meant when he said, in the, or Joan said in the opening, that you can partake of the energies you're, you're sending out because we're sending them out from the divine part of us that we carry, that pure soul essence that's plugged into home, but we can take them in at the human soul part. So I want each of you to actively send out divine will. And now I want each and every one of you to stand in this beautiful energy, this shower, this fountain, this bath, of divine will. And the divine will will move in and find areas throughout the our energetics, the mind and the soul, where it's difficult for us to adjust or understand or acclimate to divine will. The difficulties any of us have any kind of fears or doubts or digging in the heels that we may have when we feel the pull of the divine will that we carry at the facade level. So these energies are moving in through and around us, finding all of that and jiggling them loose, dislodging them, moving them out for us to move into the light to flow out of any one of the chakra areas and move into the light for to be neutralized and dissolved. I'm seeing a conglomerate symbol. I'm seeing this light is so powerful. Oh my gosh. It doesn't surprise me. I haven't used it before. I might have been intimidated. <laughs> I don't know. But it is very, very powerful and it's just 
if you had to say there's a sound, it's just this rich, deep, powerful sound. And of course, it's not really a sound, but it's the frequency gives me the impression, and I don't really hear sound, so maybe people, those of you out there who do hear frequencies or hear sounds, the you'll understand maybe what I'm saying, but it's so rich. It's like a deep baritone kind of rich, just absolute, but, but not a baritone because it's not a real sound, but it's so rich, and it's pulling, putting out a very powerful call, and there's just many, many souls. Not only are we partaking of it, but many souls are coming in, many souls. And it's not just fifth dimensionals either. There's fourth dimensionals here too. I mean, not just facade souls. There's fourth dimensional souls here too. Those that are ready, probably in some of the higher frequencies of human, are coming in. And they're coming in from all over the universe, known and unknown. So this is a very powerful energy. And it's going to help many, 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 many souls adjust to the divine will they carry at the pure soul essence. It's bringing awakening. I'm seeing clearing of confusion and clearing of some of the quote-unquote darkness that Sadakis mentioned. The darkness not of evil or bad, but the darkness simply of misunderstanding. Just the unawareness. There's a lot of awakening coming in about the pure soul essence and the understanding Wow, it, it's hard for me, again, to put words around it, but it is just, I'm seeing it almost like in the, you know, the Asian kind of view where there's a big, um, huge, I don't know what you call those, drum that's hanging and they give it a big bong, you know, and they hit and this just incredibly deep, rich tone moves out. And that's the sense that I have, that it's just, it's just calling in all the souls to come let go of their darkness and to awaken to their inner, pure, purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. And it's clearing out a lot of misunderstandings, just a lot of stuff coming out um, a lot of fears, a lot of um, the kind of things that I had, fears about being needed, you know, it's going to be controlling. I'll tell you what also is coming in is understanding, a better understanding of self-responsibility. I'm going to actually call in divine responsibility to facilitate more of that release because as Sadakis mentioned, there's confusion about who's really responsible for us. Is, you know, is there some higher being that's calling the shots or not? And in fact, there isn't. We are on free will. We're in the flow of divine, the divine, but we aren't, the divine isn't calling the shots. We still have to go through everything. So, and the pull through is just taking us through in a more intense manner. So there's a lot of those misunderstandings being, being released. This, this idea about the misunderstandings about who's really responsible for each for ourselves, where the responsibility really lies. There's a lot of insight and aha moments coming through, a grasping of 
some inner essence, some inner under, inner wisdom. It's, it's just a lot of stuff being broken through. Up, coming up with it is also a lot of self-judgment and self-blame because the as the as we're all awakening to understanding that purest, most perfect part of ourselves, with the understanding often comes, oh, well, why didn't we get it before? Or regret, or I must have been an idiot, or, you know, some sort of self-judgment that we didn't get it before, and there isn't any reason for that. So just please bring up all the self-judgments, the self-attacks, the self-blame, anything and everything that is attached to the misunderstandings about who's responsible for us, who really has the free will, and how does it operate. All of that is carrying these emotional issues um, of blame. And then there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of feeling of injustice. There's a lot of sense of um, unworthiness, undeservability. It's also bringing forward all misunderstandings about karma, how that really works, the misinterpretations, uh, also coming up with things about the testing that we, you know, the lessons that we think we have to learn in order to be deserving to be saved and all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of these uh, spiritual teachings that we've all had for many, many, not only on this planet, but on many different planets, the confusions, the conflicts. Because deep down as fifth dimensionals, we understand much about our journey and much about the world and the universe. And we sense that. We have unremembered remembrances and we have connections to all of that. And we've been in situations like we are now where we've already gone through the transformation. We've already been on planets that have been ready to graduate into the fifth dimensional realm. So we've already experienced it. So we have unremembered remembrances also at the facade humans level. And so we carry a lot of these conflicts, a lot of these, um, a lot of the darkness, like I was saying before, just, a lot of stuff is being triggered loose, and, and I'm just seeing it pouring out symbolically. You guys are doing a really good job. I see it pouring out a lot out of the heart area. Um, I want to actually call in divine heart and just allow that divine love energy to, to continue to flow and help to pull out, to, to carry out the altered realities, the energy identities that we carry that just we don't need anymore. We just don't need anymore. And we definitely need to let go of the connotations and the, that we have about will and about power. And as I already said, responsibility. Those three are very powerful words, and we all have conceptions, ideas, uh, even emotions that we've attached to those words. And I'm going to ask each of you to let go, known and unknown, and we can't possibly know them all, all of the attachments, all the conceptions, all the biases we have when we hear the word power. We hear the word responsibility. We hear the word will. (coughs) 
So I want each of us to let that stuff go. And we don't have to analyze it. We don't have to place it anywhere. We don't have to focus it on something. We don't have to blame ourselves or anybody else. We're just going to let go of all that comes up about that. Another one that is very important is the word humility. There is, as Sadakis was mentioning, that there is the concept that we have to give up the ego uh, or the, the self-will in order to follow the will of the higher being. And part of that is a concept of humility. And the humility concept is the other side of the polarity, ego versus humility, and both of them are out of balance. So I'm asking that everyone begin to let go of the idea of humility. Um, even though it sounds like that's a very positive concept, it's still important we let go of the belief systems that we hold about humility, about ego, about power, about responsibility. The Because they are out of balance as each other. We want to be completely self-loving, self-accepting, self-forgiving, and operating out of the nowness of that true soul essence that we carry. If we're too humble, if we carry that humility, we are going to think we're less than something greater than we are. When we're all equal, there is nothing greater. If we carry the ego in the sense of we're better than, that too is out of balance because we are equal. So we need to let go of both sides and be who we are, our own directing identity, equal with all life at every level. Not better than, not less than, equal. Sometimes equal. Not now and then equal. Not in certain situations or conditions equal. Equal. So we're going to call on divine equality. I'm also going to call on divine serenity. And I would like each and every one of you to let go of any stress, any chaos, any trauma, any upheavals in the life pattern and all of the causes, known and unknown, all the belief systems, all the misunderstandings, all the emotional issues that are attached. And don't feel you have to dig or analyze. Just let them go, come up and out. Any kind of situation or condition that's part of a pull-through, just you may not know if it's part of a pull-through or not because not everything that happens to us is a pull-through. But it's one more term you can say, I let go of all the situations and all the conditions that have created, are creating, or will create pull-throughs in my life. Let go of all of that. Whew. The energy is very intense. There's a tremendous amount of work that's going on. I want everyone just to continue to both move and flow 
the divine energies that I have spoken of during the healing, but also continue to absorb and utilize them at the fourth dimensional facade level. Experiencing both those actions simultaneously, the flowing out from the pure soul essence and the receiving at the facade soul level. And divine power, and it's interesting, I see it's almost created a kind of um, connection between the mind of this life and the pure soul essence. It's going to help with the conscious understanding of that divine will that we carry at that level. So it's just very interesting because remember, Sadaka said, we process everything at the mind level. This is the reality we live in. So to create the connection between the mind level and the pure soul essence is means it's going to help bring us to consciousness, awaken within us that divine will, all about that divine will that we carry, and it's going to actively create insights, pathways, uh, expansion, help bring us to the helicopter viewpoint, the higher perspectives. And it will help us um, acclimate to this evolutionary thrust. And I see it cracking away a lot of stuff that kind of blocks it that would create a pull-through, a lot of resistance, a lot of trepidation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear of change, fear of the future, all that kind of stuff that's very common but would come into play, it is so common, it would come into play in this situation too. Because when we feel that pull from the pure soul essence level, that divine level that's pulling us into higher levels, helping to awaken us, we have things that we carry in that energetic field that resist. And so that's, I see that being crumble, crumbling away. There was an opening when, before it started to crumble, which was very exciting for me because it meant we didn't have to start at ground zero. That You guys have done enough work that there's opening here. So what's happening is it's kind of like a, a, a dam, but there's a big hole, so the water is flowing through the hole. And so now it's the edges of the dam around the flow-through part are being flaked away. And the opening now is running faster, more smoothly, more gently even, because as the opening opens, there's not as much force, you know, because the smaller the opening, the faster the water goes through it. You open it now, and the flow is beginning to just be more gentle, more it's almost, I hear music. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of stuff now. I'm hearing almost a lilt or a, you know, just music. It's kind of a lilting, beautiful melodies, just like nothing I've ever really heard. And it's just, there's a joy here. There's divine joy. And we're cooperating now. This is the cooperation. The more we cooperate, the, the more gentle the flow. And I recommend that you guys listen to this exercise again 
and do it a few times to allow yourself to open individually your flow more and more because this divine will is very powerful energy and the others that we've put in. But it's really helping bubble away, dissolve away the darkness, the resistance to our own divine will that we carry within the facade soul, creating this bridge, this connection to us at the mind level so that we're going to begin to see, understand, um, etc. Wow. Well, with that, the higher selves are indicating that this flow is ongoing and it will continue to go. Anytime that you have a chance to move back into the nowness of that connection with the originating source, moving back home to your creator, your originator, so to speak, it's also the originating source is the capstone. And then once we're back again there, we will be expelled or exposed out to the, one of the, out, to the next outer reality. I don't know if that far distant future is going to be before that or not, but at this point. But the higher styles are indicating that this flow will continue if, when you return your focus of attention to becoming one with the oneness and the nowness of the originating source, moving into that full state of amalgamation with the totality of who you are, including the physical body, becoming one and with the, all the particles in your body. And with that connection, you are I can't tell you exactly because I literally just started working on this two days ago, but the higher self told me that I needed to amalgamate with the pure soul essence of each particle in the physical body. And they said that it's going to help bring the body, it's going to join in one accord with you at the soul level, both the true soul and and the facade soul, and that it's going to help bring the body itself into a higher frequency and that's a really good thing, guys. It's going to help us with health, etc. And maybe some of you, when I started that, doing that in this healing uh, earlier on, that maybe some of you will get a sense, can share with me in an email, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I will continue to share with you, as I always do, with the new things that I get as they um, move in. Um, but this seems really important to me, and I don't understand it totally. I haven't spent a lot of time pulling in the information about it, just experiencing it uh, once they told me to become one with all the particles, to join in one accord with the totality of all the souls that I carry in the body. We all carry multiple souls, multiple particles that have a pure soul essence. Very, very interesting concept and important concept. I have to tell you, it was sort of funny. When I did it for the first time, it was as if all the particles in the body began to talk. 
it was the weirdest experience. It was as if I walked into a, I was in a quiet room with just hundreds of people in there. And then, you know, how sometimes somebody walk in and the whole room is quiet. And then all of a sudden, after I did the amalgamation, it was as if everybody started talking. And of course, who can imagine a particle talking? But in some way, there was an immediate reaction when I did that amalgamation. And it continued to happen, but in lesser and lesser extent each time I did it afterward. So, because once I did it, you know, even though it's only been a couple, three days ago, I did it multiple times each day. And the, the, the talking got quieter and quieter until it's, it was almost, you know, just sort of came down to a whisper. But the connection with the pure soul essence somehow made the particles aware of their own pure soul essence nature. And that was the... It was like a wake-up call, and they all started talking at once. It was really astounding. And I know this is probably really difficult to wrap your heads around. Um, It's getting easier for me because it's like every week something else that seems so difficult to understand comes in. And so the ones two weeks before or three weeks before or three days before get to be old hat and something new comes in. And I think this is all part of the awakening that we're moving to taking off more and more of the blinders of this reality and understanding more deeply um, other realities or a higher frequency reality. So anyway, this radio show is what helps me so much. So I just so appreciate it. Oh, and with that, I think it's time to end. Again, I'll be back next week. Uh, It will be Sadakis' last session. I don't know what it is. I haven't had a chance to look over it again, but I will in the next day or two. And then I get involved in doing whatever he's talking about. So that's a good thing. And I will be back in L.A., not away. And I'm looking forward to it. Meanwhile, I encourage you all to continue working, continue to focus on that inner nature that you are, the pure soul essence, your true soul essence. Even if you have not more than a minute, move into plugging into the originating source and activating that energy, having it intensify and connect with all that you are. Standing and doing that several times a day when you're in line, you're in in the shower, you're washing the dishes, you're vacuuming, you're uh, doing something mindless, you can just do that. And the more we do it, the more we're going to acclimate to being in that place, living out of that higher reality. And divine will is going to help take us there. If you have more time, do a little more. If you have more time, do a little more. But that's up to you. You don't have to go spend an hour doing it somewhere. If you have five minutes or ten minutes, activate some releases. Activate the flow of one one or many of the divine energies. Begin to let go of 
whatever isn't like the divine energies. Flow them out. Very easy, guys. We don't have to spend a lot of time. If you have more time, you'll go deeper, you'll do more. But every little bit helps. We are in a very intense awakening right now. The more we do, the more we're cooperating. So I encourage you, and now that you know about pull-throughs, maybe you'll be motivated even more than you already are. Of course, most of us, if not, or many of us, if not most, want the awakening to happen, have happened yesterday. So I think there's pretty much motivation for all of you, and this is yet one more reason to be motivated. Anyway, with that, I'm going to tell you all just how much I love this show, how much I love you as, and appreciate the listeners on every level all the time. And again, you have a question, a comment, freak out, please, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Please contact me, okay, guys? And with that, I wish you a fabulous week, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.